Today we're continuing our series in Proverbs, Proverbs Living Wisdom, Proverbs Living Wisdom. And last Sunday we looked at speaking with grace, not haste, and this Sunday we're looking at the topic of love covering offense, love that covers, love that is able to cover offense. What? Wait a minute. Covering? Covering with love? I mean, what are we talking about? I mean, don't I have the right to be offended? I mean, maybe I can let a couple of things slide, but love covering offense as a regular part of my life an ongoing pattern, a way of living? Are you serious? Well, before we examine the topic of love covering offense, we should have a clear idea of what we actually mean by love. And Ashley read from 1 Corinthians 13, a description of a certain kind of love. The Greek word for this love is agape. Agape. Agape is a love that is patient, kind, protecting, unfailing. God loves us with agape. God's love is patient and kind. God's love brings honor. It keeps no record of wrongs. Imagine that. God's love is full of mercy. God's love protects and perseveres. God's love is radical, abundant, life-changing, redemptive. Now, we can't love perfectly the way God does. But we are called not only to understand God's love, but actually to imitate it. Not by our own strength, But in the power of the Holy Spirit, we are called to love others in the way that God loves us. Jesus said, John 13, 34 and 35, a new command I give to you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Love that covers. We are called to love others in the way that Jesus loves us with a love that covers. Let's turn to the book of Proverbs. And last week, we looked at the truth that the book of Proverbs teaches wisdom that Proverbs shed light on wisdom, that we should read and live out these truths with this goal in mind, the pursuit of wisdom. Now, Proverbs are not, they're not a list of do's and don'ts. They're not like, do this in every situation, don't do that. Instead, they provide insight into wisdom, and how it can be applied in the concrete, 
practical realities of life, the nitty-gritty day-to-day. What exactly do I mean by they're not a list of do's and don'ts and don't apply them in every situation? Let me give you a clear example. Let's look at two Proverbs. They're both found in chapter 26. The first one is verse 4, and then the next one is verse 5. There they are on the screen. So we start reading. Do not answer a fool according to his folly. Great. This is very clear. I should never answer a fool. It says so. I mean, how can anyone disagree? It's right there in writing. It even gives a reason or you yourself will be just like him. So obviously, this is so clear what I must do. I will never answer a fool. I'll be following Proverbs to a T. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Okay, we've got that clear. Now let's read the next proverb. Answer a fool according to his fall. What? Is this, is that, I, I just thought I was not supposed to answer a fool. Now you're telling me I'm supposed to answer a fool? I mean, which is it? I'm so confused. I I don't know what to do. But the reality is, both Proverbs are true. Both Proverbs offer wisdom. There are situations where it's just so wise not to argue, not to answer someone who is behaving foolishly. You come off looking just like them. But there are other situations where it's wise to say something to a person that's behaving foolishly. Speak up. Offer a word of truth. Do it prayerfully, graciously, humbly. Your word may actually help that person. But how do we know when to answer and when to remain silent? Well, ironically, the answer is wisdom. Wisdom teaches us. Wisdom instructs us. One of my professors, Steph Piva, wrote in our course notes, the irony of the proverbial form is that it speaks wisdom, but it also requires wisdom to be rightly heard and employed. So Proverbs speak wisdom, but they also require wisdom as we live them out. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. James 1.5. Wisdom begins with the fear of God, and that will be next week's topic, the fear of God with Marcello. And we will continue to rely on God to grow in wisdom, to know when to and how to apply wisdom in the different and challenging circumstances of life as we're filled with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. It takes wisdom to cover offense, and it takes wisdom in each specific situation. 
wisdom, and love. Let's now look at some of the specific Proverbs about love covering offense. Proverbs 10, 12. Hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers over all wrongs. Love covers over all wrongs. Love covers offenses. This proverb presents a contrast between hatred and love. Hatred stirs up conflict, animosity, quarreling, bitterness. But love is different. Love seeks the well-being of the other person. And note in this situation, you have been wronged. It is an offense. Someone else has hurt you, has wounded you, has mistreated you. But what is your response? What is our response in love? Love isn't about me being right Me needing to have the last word. Me being justified in my actions. Love is about forgiveness. Love seeks healing, restoration, wholeness. Love covers. Love knows that sometimes the wise action is not to even bring up the offense not to talk about it, but to overlook it, to look beyond it, remembering how Jesus covered our offenses with his own blood. Love also knows that sometimes the wise action is to talk with the other person, to not avoid or ignore, but to address the issue, the underlying issue or issues with the goal of doing what is best for the relationship, what is kind, what honors and protects all parties involved. And we humbly ask God for wisdom in these situations. We speak Jesus into these situations We pray into these situations, asking God for wisdom, wisdom and love, strong love, wise love, love that perseveres, love that covers. Proverbs 17, verse 9, also speaks to the wisdom of covering offense with love. Whoever would foster love covers over an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. And this proverb points to the division that can be caused when we keep bringing up a matter that needs to be dropped. We fail to cover the offense with love, but instead we repeat it, causing division, destroying friendships. Let us be wise in when and how we speak. And let us show love to those around us. Love 
that comes from God, love that is able to cover offense. Proverbs 19.11 reads, A person's wisdom yields patience. It is one's glory to overlook an offense. And you see the connection between love, wisdom, patient. Love is patient, and wisdom yields patience. I'll tell you a little story about offense and covering. It's from my days as a teacher on call. You're probably more familiar, although teachers don't like this term, with substitute teachers or sub. And let me tell you, there can be a lot of offense that happens when you're a substitute teacher, a teacher on call. It's an unfamiliar environment. You don't know the routines. Like, basically, you're just trying to survive the day. And I was, I think it was a grade eight classroom. Now, if you know me, you know I don't usually teach grade eight. It's like a foreign country to me. And one of the students did something. I don't actually remember what he did. Some kind of verbal comment. And right away, I asked him to leave the class. There's a place where he could go and study. I was trying to lay down the law, get control of the whole room or make myself feel good. I don't know what. And uh, to be honest, I probably made a bit of a hasty decision to kick him out. I mean, maybe you, you don't blame me. I'm just saying neither of us were perfect in that situation. And then, of course, after that, the rest of the day went even worse. <laughs> and by the end of the day, I was just exhausted. So I'm, le- I'm leaving the school, and I see, see the young man, the student in the hall, and in my head, I'm probably thinking, oh, great, now what, what next? But being a consummate professional, I smiled, I looked him right in the eye, I'm, I did mean it, and I said, have a great afternoon. And to my surprise, he looked back at me, he looked me straight in the eye, and I really think he genuinely meant it, and he said, you too. Have a great afternoon. Now, this doesn't seem like a big deal, but I still remember how good it felt. I remember almost none of the incident except the feelings of how great it was that he didn't have hard feelings to me, and I know I didn't have hard feelings towards him. Whatever offense or offenses might have existed, were covered. They were dealt with. They were removed. They no longer existed. And in a small but meaningful way, it was glorious. It is one's glory to overlook an offense. We don't always hear this message, right? What a glorious thing to overlook an offense. From the New Testament, we read in 1 Peter 4, verse 8, Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Above all, love each other deeply. The focus is on loving each other with agape love. 
the love that God has for us, patient, kind, honoring, persevering. Let us pursue this kind of love, the love that covers. If we love, we are just naturally going to cover because love covers over a multitude of sins. A couple of concluding observations about covering. Covering is not counting. In Matthew eleven twenty one and 22, we read, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Perhaps Peter was feeling pretty good. I mean, seven's a lot. Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. And some translations say 70 times seven. In other words, stop counting. If you're counting, you're not covering. Certainly, issues have to be addressed. But love says, okay, this has actually been dealt with. We're moving forward. I'm not holding this over you. I'm not going to bring it up again and use it against you. This offense is covered. Covering is not condemning. We must not feel somehow superior or have a condemning or holier-than-thou attitude when we cover offense. We are no better than those who have offended us. We are all equal at the foot of the cross. Looking again at Matthew 18, this time verses 23 to 35, Jesus makes this point. He tells the parable of the unmerciful servant, a man who was forgiven a large debt by his master, but then would not forgive one of his fellow servants for a much smaller debt. Jesus paid the price for all our sins when he died on the cross. Because we have been forgiven by God of a massive debt, how can we not go out and forgive each other? How can we not forgive each other? And if you are here today and you don't know God's forgiveness, if you haven't experienced God's love, the love that covers, I would say, come. Today is the day. Confess, admit. Admit that you've offended God. You have sinned, just like I have, just like we all have. Ask for God's forgiveness. Believe that Jesus died 
and rose again for you and choose to ask Jesus into your life. Give your life to him. Commit to follow Jesus no matter what. It's your choice. God will never force you to choose him. But if you choose Jesus, you will have everlasting and abundant life.